0: Hi, this is Ben Zorns with Ellerslie Mission Society. This message was given at the Church of Ellerslie in lovely Windsor, Colorado. This message is certain to convict, inspire, and invigorate your pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also want you to know that should you ever have any questions or comments regarding any of the ministries here at Ellerslie, we are always happy to provide answers. Simply contact us at www.ellerslie.com. We really would love to hear from you. Enjoy the message and may your faith and love in Jesus grow larger as you listen. showbread.
1: There's a scripture in Exodus 25 that says, and thou shalt set upon the table showbread before me always. Uh, It's an awkward word, showbread. First of all, it looks like it's misspelled, doesn't it? Showbread. And by the way, the word show, S-H-E-W, is merely an old-fashioned term for the word that we know, show. S-H-O-W, to reveal, to present. And so what we have is a very strange name for a chunk, 12 chunks of bread. It's called showbread. And I would like to discuss what this is. It sits on a table, a very specifically constructed table, plated with gold. It's not even that big of a table. And there's 12 cakes that are laid out on it. And it is before the presence of God that it sits And it always sits there. And once a week on the Sabbath, the priests would eat the showbread. And then there would already be another batch waiting and ready to set upon the table. It was always present. It was always there. And so, let's talk about it. Because some of these things, sort of like, we just sort of look at the Old Testament and we shrug our shoulders and go, ah, God, sort of strange. However, everything God is saying and revealing in the Old Testament is there to train us in righteousness, to instruct us in the way we are to behave as Christians. It is useful, in the strangest way, for doctrine. How in the world does some piles of bread affect our life today? I mean, how is that going to make you live differently today to know that some piles of bread hung out on a very specifically designed table before the throne of grace in the temple of God in the Old Testament? Huh. I'll just wait. So, and thou shalt set upon the table showbread before me always. The showbread. There's different names for it. So if you study showbread, you're going to realize that a lot of people call it different things. And there's reasons for that. I'm not going to get to go into all this. There's a whole history behind the showbread, a whole mindset behind how it's made, and all sorts of accouterments to it. I'm not going to go into great depth and try and act like an expert on the showbread. The moment I try and act like an expert, some of you are going to come up and say, Did you know? And I'll then feel bad that I didn't share it in this message. I am a novice when it comes to my understanding of showbread. However, one thing I do know, it reveals something very particular and uh, direct. And that is the person of Jesus Christ. It does more than that, don't get me wrong. However, it very clearly shows one that we know is Jesus Christ. This is a name for it. It's oftentimes called the continual showbread. And so I added a few extra terms for it, just so you get the idea of what that means. The continual always there, ever present bread. It never leaves. It is always there. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Same recipe. It's always there. And it sits before that throne of grace. Always. It's called the bread of the presence. Why would it be called the bread of the presence? Well, it's in the presence of God. Presence bread. I know that's a very unique one. This is just what it's called. These are the different terms that have been used throughout history for it. Now, this is a very unique one. The bread that shows. In fact, many of you would say, why don't we just call it that in the first place? Instead of the show bread, the bread that shows. However, doesn't that beg a question? Uh, Shows what? Uh, The bread that shows. What a strange name for a piece of bread. The bread that shows. How many pieces of bread do you have in your house that are showing anything divine? Okay, if, if we came into your house and said, where's the, where's the bread that shows? And you could say, it's right over there. What's it showing? Maybe mold? Uh, so in other words, the bread that shows does not necessarily give us the answer to what it shows. It just gives a mystery. It just is a declaration. Oh yeah, and this is the bread that shows. And we're all like, all right. The bread that shows. And here's another name. This is the one I'd like to build on. The bread of the face. What a strange statement. You see... In the temple of God, you have what's called the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies has the Ark of Covenant. On top of the Ark of Covenant is something known as the mercy seat. It's a seat. You know what's above the seat? What's called the oracle. Or where the mouth of God would be. The face of God. Faces outward. And so the high priest would enter that place once a year. Sprinkle blood upon that very mercy seat. But this is actually the throne of God. Now most of us say, well, the temple of God and the throne of God are not synonymous. No, they are. In Isaiah 6, it actually says that Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. He is sitting as a king and his train, his robe is literally filling this temple. The temple is where he sits. That is the presence of God. And what sits before that throne but this bread... This bread is before the throne. It is before his face. A face is a term for revelation of a person. You reveal someone in and through your face. You don't understand them as well from the back of their head. You understand them through their face. And so this is the bread of the face. And so I'd like to go a little deeper into that. I know these are very cryptic and mysterious statements. We're taking all that ancient stuff. This is what it's been known as. And now we're going to begin to stick a key into the lock. And that key is known as Jesus and him crucified. And we stick it into that lock and suddenly the bread that shows, the presence bread, the bread of the face makes sense. The bread of the face. It's the bread through which God is seen. That would be an accurate way of defining the bread of the face. It is the bread through which God is seen. That's strange. How often do you see God through bread? The bread through which man attains the sight of God. The bread through which man gains access to the life and nourishment of God. Bread is symbolic of that which brings life and that which brings nourishment. This bread that sits in the presence of God is to reveal the face of God, is to reveal who God is unto men. It is to supply the nourishment and life of God unto the priests. Hmm. Here's a word in the Greek. So that's Old Testament understanding. Now we transfer into the New Testament. And the New Testament uses a word called "prothesis." You know what it translates as? Showbread, of all things. However, it's not just used as showbread. This is actually used very specifically to describe showbread in the New Testament. So it's prothesis. However, it doesn't just describe showbread. You know what other word it is used to describe? It's amazing. Showbread. And then the second definition would be that which is predetermined to be set forth and show. And then look at the one I made big for you. A purpose. This is the bread of purpose. This is the bread that reveals the purpose of God. God has a purpose, and he's going to show forth that purpose. How is he going to show it? In bread? Mm, Yes. And all of us are like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Stick Jesus into this lock, and we'll begin to see what that purpose is. So here we are. God show bread his purpose. According to the eternal purpose, and by the way, this is in Ephesians 3.11, it's translated as purpose here. However, this is also the same exact word used in the New Testament as showbread. So according to the eternal showbread, which he purposed, which means to set forth and reveal, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Where was the showbread revealed? It was revealed in Jesus. How did we see the face of God? How were we brought into the presence of God? How did we receive the life and the nourishment of God? It was through that bread. It was through the showbread. The bread of the face. So it's the bread through which God is seen, the bread through which man attains the sight of God, and the bread through which man gains access to the life and nourishment of God. Who is that? He that has seen me hath seen the Father. I'm the showbread, says Jesus. I'm the one that has shown you the face of God. I've actually donned His very nature. I have been filled with His very life. I am bringing you the life and the nourishment of God. I have come from that very presence to be eaten, to be food for you. Oh! For in Him, speaking of Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. For it pleased the Father that in Him, Jesus should all fullness dwell. He's the showbread. He is the one through which God will show himself. He will reveal the face of God. Jesus is the showbread. The bread through which man sees the great I am. Remember Moses standing before the bush? There was a flame of fire. A voice comes out, and we're seeing God at a certain level. And God is so massive. How do you articulate yourself to men in our small intellect if you're God? Well, God did it. He did it through the revelation of what we know as the Word of God in text. However, what the Word of God in text was preparing the Jewish culture to understand was not just Jehovah, big God, hard to comprehend, but it was revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. All of the text of Scripture culminates, it points to the showbread. And he sets that showbread before us. And he says, do you see? It's the bread of revelation. It's the bread of his purpose. Throughout all the ages, before the foundations of the world were set, he had a purpose. He had an intention. And he desires to reveal that intention to set before us what has always stood before him. Jesus has always been there. He created the heavens and the earth. But in and through Jesus, his heart, his purpose, his life, everything that he is, has been revealed to us. So Jesus is the showbread. He is El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. He is El Elyon, the Most High God. He is Adonai, Lord Master. Jesus is Yahweh, Lord Jehovah. Jesus is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner, the Lord my miracle. Jesus is Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. Jesus is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jesus is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Jesus is Jehovah Sidkanu, the Lord our righteousness. Jesus is Jehovah Makishadim, the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes you holy. Jesus is El the everlasting God, the God of eternity, the God of the universe, the God of ancient days. Jesus is Elohim, God, judge, creator. Jesus is Kana, jealous. Jesus is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jesus is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jesus is Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers. Jesus is the show of Jehovah. He shows us the I am. Not just in a flame of fire in a bush, but he reveals in the very person. He took on flesh. He donned a humanity that he would bring to us the clear revelation, the show of God. Jehovah's showbread, Jesus, the bread of the face. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am, has sent me unto you. Jesus is revealing himself in and through the word of God spoken. What created the heavens and the earth? Well, we know in the New Testament it was Jesus. Jesus is known as the Word of God. And how did God create? He spoke. And so it's the word of God that creates. And what we have in this burning bush is the word of God being spoken. Saying, I am that I am. Oh, the showbread is being revealed. But in part. You know how much more is going to be revealed of God after Exodus 3.14? But this is an incredible picture of who God is. God is laying a foundation. We've lost the understanding of God in our culture. Adam and Eve sin. God is lost. The concepts of God are being diminished. And God sets for himself a people. He calls forth Abraham. And in that lineage of Abraham, he begins to protect the understanding of the show of God. This is who I am. And he is building a case. In a sense, he's building a loaf of bread. He is creating. He's baking. He's preparing that we would see the revelation. Of God in Jesus Christ. The I am, typically translated Jehovah. Yahweh is a very common name. It's typically understood by the Hebrew nation as the unspeakable name. They wouldn't even speak it, it was such a holy name. The proper name of God. My proper name is Eric. To God, He's I am. He's I am that I am. So, what does it mean? Well, it means the continuous. I am. It means there's no beginning to it. It just is. And I am also means I always will be. So Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know what that translates to us as? He's the I am. He's the continuous. He's always been there. He is Jehovah. Jesus is the revelation of the face. He's the continuous, the never beginning and never ending. The one. The unchanging one. The same yesterday, today, and forever. So what I wanted to do, I gave a message a few weeks ago, I don't remember how many weeks ago, but it was a few, called the lineage of majesty. Well, what if we changed it a little to say the lineage of the showbread? You see, the showbread is coming, and he will reveal the person of God. So let's look at what the Old Testament prepares as the lineage of the showbread. But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he, the showbread, come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler in Israel. Now I made this line bold, and later in the message I'm going to make the top line bold. And any of you that uh, understand what Bethlehem is, or Bethlehem, can appreciate where I'm going with this. But look at this last line first. Whose goings forth have been from of old and from everlasting. The one who is going to come and be a ruler in Israel. His beginnings aren't at the time he's conceived. His beginnings aren't at the time he's born in Bethlehem. His goings forth are where he comes from. It's from of old and from everlasting. He's I am. The I am is coming. And he's coming to show who God is. Jesus, the show bread from of old, from everlasting. I know that sounds like a bad loaf of bread. Bread that's been sitting around from of old and from Everlasting. One thing about God's bread is it does not wear out. It does not go moldy. I mean, as long as you do it His way, you understand that. Even when manna was coming down, there's a simple principle of it Jesus is showbread from of old, from of everlasting. The Bible declares that He is from of old, from of everlasting. He is the Creator. So there's a lot of confusion about who Jesus Christ is, and a lot of, for whatever reason, even in the church, there's been camps that have labored to try and diminish the divinity of Jesus Christ. We don't want to overplay who he is. We're spending way too much time in the church talking about Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, that's because the whole Bible tells us to. He is the focal point of the church. He is the head of the church. And when we exalt and glorify Jesus, you know what happens? We're glorifying the Father, who he's revealing. You see, Jesus reveals the face of the Father. We cannot even approach the Father. We cannot know the Father except through Jesus. We can't skip Jesus. And Jesus is no mere mortal man. His goings forth are from of old and from everlasting. But even to be more specific, he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. Now, a great message for you, if any of you need to be really established in that point, is who is this Jesus? That'd be a great message for you to listen to because I go through this in great detail. But I'll give you at least one scripture here. For by him, Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven, and that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him and he is before all things and by him all things consist that's pretty good scripture to make it make my point the next one the bible declares that he was and is god now i know it seems strange that he be the creator and not be god however just to batten down the hatches on that one he is creator his goings forth of mold and from everlasting And he's also God. For this man, Jesus, was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. Listen to this line. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Who's the builder of this universe? It's Jesus Christ. And the one who built all things is God. The Bible declares that he is the word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You know the word flesh and bread are very, very similar? And the Word was made bread (laughs) and dwelt among us. And that wouldn't be how we would say it, though. However, the Word was made in body form. And it revealed the face of God. God's eternal showbread, his purpose. According to the eternal purpose or showbread, which he purposed or set forth and revealed in Jesus Christ our Lord. What is that purpose? His purpose. Well, there's a lot of things I could answer that with. What is God's purpose? What was his showbread showing? Well, I'm gonna go through just a couple key things that he is the one and only means of salvation. You see, what is happening throughout history is God is revealing who he is. And in the Old Testament, he's revealing his righteousness, his justice, his wrath. Why? It says the law is a schoolmaster which leads us to Christ. You see, he had to show us his righteousness to lead us to the question, what must we do to be saved? We can't save ourselves. And he goes, bingo. Bingo. I am the only means of salvation. He is setting us up for this. The showbread is revealing his purpose. And that is he has come to save. But you can't be saved unless you know you need to be saved. And so as he is revealing himself throughout history, he is revealing how unlike him we are. He is holy. We are unholy. And so as a result, there is more of God seen and we lose credibility. We lose confidence in ourselves as we see the revelation of the showbread. And what is our end conclusion? He is the one and only means of salvation. What does the showbread show us? We need to be saved. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. What is the showbread showing? He's showing that he is the only way. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What did the showbread reveal to the apostles? There is no other name under heaven by which any man can be saved. There is only one way to the Father. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him. It's belief in that Son, belief in Jesus Christ that saves, and there is no other means. The showbread has revealed. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Who's the mediator? There's only one. I am. It is God himself. There is only one mediator, and that has been revealed to us. We have seen God's purpose. It has been shown to us in the, purpose of, in the person of Jesus Christ. So, his purpose. Well, God has pre chosen the second man. One thing that you will learn about showbread as you study it is it is something that is predetermined, it has a specific recipe, everything about it is pre thought. We will always have it on the table. They are going to eat it on, on the Sabbath, so therefore, we must have it ready. So they are preparing it ahead of time. The showbread is pre-thought through. It is a predetermined recipe. Something is known ahead of time, and it is always going to be there. That which is needed to sustain the life of the priest will be given. So his purpose, God has pre-chosen the second man. Salvation is not in the first man, which is known in Scripture as the body of death, the flesh, the old man, Adam. We are all born in Adam. Your lineage is in Adam. Now, you may not be able to trace your heritage back to Abraham, but you can trace your heritage back to Adam. And that's why God says we are all in Adam. And in Adam, we die. We are under judgment. And there is nothing we can do when we're in Adam to save ourselves. We're doomed. Salvation is not in the first man. Therefore, there is nothing you can do to save yourself. But it is predetermined. The showbread has shown something to us. What is that? That salvation is only in the second man. Who is the second man? Jesus is known as the last Adam. Jesus is the second. The flesh is the first. The spirit is the second. You cannot be saved by the flesh. You cannot be saved by your own efforts. You are saved by his effort. Salvation is only in the second man, which is known as the body of Christ. For sins by man came death. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. What did the showbread show us? In Adam all die, but in Christ all shall be made alive. If you're in Christ, you live. Simple message. The showbread is spoken. We have seen the truth. His purpose has been revealed. Rizzo I've used this uh, term quite a bit in the past six months or so. It's known as the predecision. The predetermination, the eternally established inner wiring of the will, that which is set and hardened long ago, that which is set forth to reveal his glory. Typically, this is translated as predestination, which gets a few of us squeamish in here. However, it means a decision ahead of time. God says, that showbread needs to be on the table. Here's the recipe for it. There's a predecision. Something's already established. We understand that God has decided something. God has made something clear. He is not going to accept the firstborn. He will not accept you if you are in Adam. You must be born again. You must be born into the Son. You must believe to be saved. Did the showbread not speak to you? The showbread has revealed this purpose. Believe. Turn from Adam. Turn from your old man. Turn unto Jesus Christ. Repent and be saved. That which is set forth... To reveal his glory. You set the cakes on the table. Why? Well, to show. To show what? To show his purpose. To show his glory. He has been set forth to reveal something to us. The question is, are we listening? Are we heeding the revelation that's being given to us in the sun? What did the showbread reveal? The first man is condemned. The second man is salvation. The first man is rejected. The second man is elected. The first man is dirty, soiled, and sinful. The second man is without sin, without spot, and perfectly righteous. The first man is unlike God. The second man is the Son of God. The first man is eternally cut off from the sacred holy presence. The second man is brought near unto the throne of grace. The first man is earthy, bearing the image of the earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven, bearing the image of God. The first man is the fool. The second man is wisdom. The first man is under wrath. The second man is justified before the law. The first man is self-effort, the second man is God-effort. The first man is Ishmael, the second man is Isaac. The first man is Esau, the second man is Jacob, also known as Israel. The first man is King Saul, the second man is King David. The first man is under law, the second man is under grace. The first man is Adam, the second man is Jesus. Who is the salvation? Where will you find your salvation? Do you even know? Has the showbread revealed to you that you can't save yourself? You're still in Adam. The showbread is speaking. The showbread is revealing. It's revealing to us the purpose of God, the face of God, that we would know God. The showbread. God has pre-chosen the second man. Salvation is not in the first man, the body of death. Salvation is only in the second man. The body of Christ. When I say the body of Christ, you could think of the church. However, it's the body of Christ, Jesus. He has a body. And He makes that body accessible to us that we would use it as a refuge, a refuge for salvation. You know where we're supposed to live? Inside Him. I know that sounds strange and somewhat weird. However, He is a hiding place, He is a barricade, He is a fortress. He is clothing, is described in Isaiah 61. We are supposed to be wrapped inside of him. We are supposed to be clothed. And when we are clothed in Christ, you know what we become? His body. We become a part of the body of Christ. Where were, you know how many cakes of showbread there were? Twelve. Symbolic of the twelve tribes of Israel. You know how many disciples there were? Twelve. Well, what's that mean? All Israel that is born of the lineage of Abraham, just biologically, does not necessarily classify them as Israel. It does not discount Israel from being a valid entity in this world that God cares about. But those that will be saved are those that are in Christ. You know what Christ said? He said, tear down this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. But the temple of which he spoke of was his body. Where do these 12 cakes rest? In the temple. That which is in the temple is that which reveals the glory. He that taketh away the first, he taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. You have an old man. It's called the flesh. And Jesus Christ has come to take that away so you're no longer ruled by your old disposition, old Adam. But he has come in his purpose, and what he has shown in and through that showbread is that he taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. What did God's showbread reveal? And if you think that I've said that a few times, I'm going to say it a few more times. Just a question. His showbread is meant to show something. So what did it show? What did it reveal? Well, it revealed that the salvation of God is not in Adam, in Ishmael, in Esau, in the law, nor in the flesh. In Adam. Adam can't save you. Adam has turned away and rebelled against God. His lineage is not favorable in heaven. The Spirit of God was retracted from Adam and from the Garden of Eden. Well, I should say, Adam was kicked out of the Garden of Eden. In Ishmael, Ishmael is the product of self-effort. Abraham attempting to fulfill the purposes of God in his own strength, in his own substance. And God says, Ishmael cannot stand before me. You try and please God in your own strength, you haven't been listening to the show, Brandon. The showbread is saying, you can't, only I can. In Esau, Esau is the hairy hunter who could live off the land. He didn't need the birthright. He didn't need the blessing. He spurned it. He despised his birthright. It says that God hated Esau but loved Jacob. Why? Why does God love Jacob? He's the second. And Jacob esteemed the inheritance. Do you? Do you esteem what Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone can bring? Has the showbread spoken to you? We are not saved in the law. You know, you can keep the law to perfection, but that will not save you. It's only being in Christ Jesus and in grace that saves you. Nor in the flesh. You're only saved by the work of the Spirit. But rather it is found only in the last Adam, the seed of heaven. In Isaac, the child of promise. See, Jesus is that child of promise. He is the one foretold. Yeah, Isaac was foretold, but Isaac is merely a placeholder for the one who will descend from Isaac. And we must be in Isaac. We must be of that lineage, the lineage of the child of promise. It's only in Jacob or in Israel, the one who believed. Jacob and Israel are symbolic of the one who believes God, who wrestles with God, who stares in the face of God and sees the revelation and says, I can't, but you can. And I will not let go until I get what you have. And it is by faith alone that no man can boast. What did the showbread reveal? That there is only one savior. Have I made that point yet? Well we'll keep hammering on it. Just in case. There is only one that is perfect. There is only one that is righteous. There is only one that is holy. There is only one that is just. There is only one that is pleasing. There is only one that is worthy. There is only one that is exalted. There is only one that is glorified. And there is only one that is the son of God. There is only one lineage that counts. And that receives the promise. All glory. All praise. All power are his. Now there is only one. That's what the showbread reveals. Who is that one? Because some of us, I think, think that it's us. And that's our problem. Oh, there's only one? Uh, You know, I am pretty impressive. What did the showbread reveal? That we are not that one. Okay, so just in case when he says, there's only one. And then we're like, is there only one? I'm I'm that unique. Then the showbread will add on and you are not that one. Well, wait a minute. There's only one that, can, that is all these things? There's only one that is perfect, one that is holy? And unless I am perfect and holy, I'm cast off. And you're saying I'm not that one? Woe is me! Mm-hmm. It's called the bad news. There's only one, the showbread states. There is only one, and it is not you. For all of sin comes come short of the glory of God. All, meaning all. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. So, the showbread reveals that you're unclean. And the statement in Job is, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? No one. Uh, You're not going to be able to do it. What is man that he should be clean? And he which is born of a woman that he should be righteous. What did the showbread reveal? That he is that one. That in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one. All things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. He is the one that can save. What is the showbread state? Unless you eat of this bread, you have no life in you. There is no other way to the Father but through this table. This is the access point. This is necessary. This is what you must know. There is a purpose. And that purpose is that I would save you and reveal my glory in the process of doing it. The lineage of the showbread. So here's the scripture we started with. Now I'm going to emphasize a different part of it. But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth. So God, in saying, the showbread is coming and will reveal my purposes, this showbread must be born in Bethlehem. Now, most of us take that for granted. If you've heard uh, Lineage of Majesty, you'll get excited even getting close to this topic. If you've heard Canon, you get excited about this. This is amazing. It truly is. Because Mary and Joseph didn't live in Bethlehem. They lived in Nazareth. And it's not a very normal thing when you're nine months pregnant to get on a donkey and travel to another town. However, there was a census called. And as a result, since Joseph was of the lineage of David, just as Mary was, they had to go to the town of David, which just happened to be Bethlehem. And guess who is great with child at that exact moment? You know that if Jesus is not born in Bethlehem, he's not the Messiah? He's not the showbread. He's not the one that will reveal. He's not the one that will save. He had to be born in Bethlehem. Well, what is Bethlehem? Bethlehem. Wasn't that impressive? It means, most typically, house of bread. That's what maybe some of you have heard growing up. It means house of bread. The word bread could also mean food. And so that's an interchangeable thing. When we say show bread, it could be show food. The food that will show. House of bread. Another way of looking at it, which is just as equally true, is house of bread. Of the food of God. So it's not just any food. It's not just any bread. It's the food of God. So this is divine food. It's the house of divine bread. And another way of looking at it, but it just would be so strange to translate it this way, but it's perfectly right and appropriate to translate it this way, is the body of God become food. The body of God become bread. What a strange place to have your Messiah born. The showbread's coming. And it will reveal the face of God. And it must be born, of course, in the one place that makes sense. The body of God become food. That's where he will be born. The feeding trough. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. You shall find the babe lying in a fatne, a manger. It's a feeding trough. Jesus was born... In the house of uh, God, or the body of God, become food, become bread. And he was laid in a feeding trough. He was laid in the place where food is laid. What a strange revelation from God. And yet, to show you how amazing our God is. He is the manna that has come down from heaven. He has come down to become food for the nations, because without that food in them, they have no life. He knows it. The problem is, we don't know it. So Jesus came to make it known, to show us, to show us our need, so that we would come to him and partake. John 6, then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses Gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord evermore, give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. You know, that's a Jehovah statement in the New Testament. I am. What is he? He's the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. I am that bread of life. I am the show bread. I am that bread that unless you eat of me, you can have no life in you. And yes, this sounded a little strange to the Hebrew ear. Cannibalism was not a part of their dietary code any more than it is ours. How do you deal with this? He is the bread that has come down from heaven. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world." The Jews, therefore, strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat, of the, eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eats my flesh and drinks my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him. And I live by the Father, so he that eats me, even he shall live by me. I don't, that may not make total sense to you, but Jesus is still fairly clear. You have to eat. You see, what's his purpose being revealed? The bread is revealing something. You must eat. And when you eat, then you will be in me, and I will be in you. The purpose of God has been revealed in and through the showbread. And this is a hard thing to swallow, no pun intended. This is a very awkward thing. And it says that they all left. Everyone departed in disgust, in grief. And Jesus looked at his disciples and said, so are you going to leave me too? Where else would we go to find the words of life? It's a hard message. You see, Jesus has taken the lowest place to raise us up to the highest. He has come to show us something. And that is that he loves us. And that he took the lowest place and became food for animals. Yes, we are those animals. So that those animals could be rescued from their animal-ness. And that we could bear instead the image of God. For which we were originally created. The showbread of God. How many cakes are included in the showbread? The bread that shows. It's 12. And without attempting to create a controversy over these issues. Because I do not believe that Israel has dissipated into nothingness. And now the church exists and we ignore Israel as if it has no purpose or uh, reality in life. It is an amazing country with an amazing history. However... It's those that believe in Christ that are truly Israel spiritually. And so therefore, and by the way, the church started in Israel. The original Christians were Jews, were of the Hebrew nation. And so this isn't a discrediting of anything there, but this is to say that the showbread of God is that which is in Christ. It's that which is in the temple. It's that which is partaken Of the bread of life. If you do not eat of that bread of life, there is no salvation. There is no salvation for a man of Jewish lineage. If he does not come to Christ Jesus and eat. There is only one means. That's what the show bread reveals. He himself is revealing that. There is only one means of salvation. Not two. Because a Jew might say, but I'm of Abraham. And then the Christian might say, but I believed. It's only that which believes that is saved. And in the New Testament, that is known as the church of Jesus Christ. Those that believe, Jew and Gentile. It's those that have come unto Jesus Christ and trusted. Those that have come unto Jesus Christ, heeded the message of the revelation, the show of the bread. We have seen the face of God, and we humble ourselves, and we bow down, bend our knee, and declare that he is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The showbread of God. Now, this is going to be amazing uh, as far as a twist, but I said that the showbread is Jesus Christ. And now I'm saying the showbread of God is the church? Well, who is the church? It's the body of Christ. It's those that are hid in him. We are those that are hid in him. He is the true showbread, capital S. We're a small ass. We are called to be showbread, we are called to be food given life, and then we give of our life, that others would see the show, that they would hear the revelation, that they would know the message, that they would be brought into the presence, that they would eat of the true, capital S, show bread. We don't have any life of our own to give, but we do have life to give, and that's His life. According to the eternal purpose According to the eternal showbread, which he purposed or set forth and revealed in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Where is the showbread revealed in Jesus Christ? Where are you? What's your location? In Christ. Hmm, So let's look at this again. According to the eternal purpose, the showbread, which he has set forth and revealed in Christ Jesus, where you just declared you are. How, where is the eternal purpose of God revealed? It's in Jesus Christ. And where are you? You're in Jesus Christ. It's revealed in us. You see, it is revealed in Jesus, capital S, showbread, but then capital S, showbread, clothes us. And then capital S, showbread, enters into us. And now capital S, showbread, lives in us to do what? To show the bread. So we become little s, showbread. We are... The lineage of Jesus, who is the lineage of Israel. He's the fulfillment of Israel. And now we are grafted in to actually do the work of the priests. To actually partake of the bread ourselves. And then to reveal that which we've eaten. To let it permeate our lives. Take over our hands. Take over our feet. Take over these eyes. Take over these mouths. Take over our minds. Take over our hearts. And in and through our life, we would show the bread. We would show that bread of life. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ. You are a letter. You know, the the book of Colossians is known as an epistle. And so this could say, clearly, you are the book of Colossians. Surely, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, isn't it? Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. What is he doing with us? He's making us into showbread so that this world around us can actually see the face of God, the revelation of God in Jesus Christ in us who are in Christ. And in and through us, the manifold wisdom of God can be revealed. I know we're not that impressive, but he is impressive and he has clothed us in himself and then entered in, this is big S, showbread, to make us little s, showbread. A little pile of 12 cakes. We don't look that impressive, but in and through this little pile of 12 cakes, we're showing what Jesus Christ himself showed. Ephesians 3. To me, says Paul, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages had been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God. So Paul's giving away a purpose here. He's saying, yeah, I'm going to give away a purpose. I'm going to hand you a piece of showbread here. To the intent or to the purpose that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known, might be revealed, might be shown by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Showbread talk right there. Did you know that we are called, we, as individuals and as a corporate body, we are called to reveal, to show God. It's okay to gulp. Yeah, I'm not any better equipped for it than you are. But I know he is equipped. And as I turn unto him in absolute desperation saying, I'm in Adam and I know I'm dying. And I turn to him and I forsake my old life and I give my life over to him and I believe that he is my salvation then suddenly I'm clothed in big S, showbread. I'm clothed in the life of Jesus. And then that show, that revelation, that power, that might, the I am, enters into me and shows the world, the nature of Jesus Christ. And suddenly in my very life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is revealed. Not because I'm whipping it up, but because my God, big S, showbread, Jesus Christ, has entered in and made this his temple. And now there is showbread in this temple to demonstrate, to feed, to give life. But it's not my life. It's his life. But he delights to give it in and through us as the church. And the manifold revelation of God is now being revealed The manifold wisdom of God, the manifold love of God, the manifold grace of God is being shown in and through this bread, in and through these bodies, in and through these new lives that were born again in Bethlehem. And we too are laid in feeding troughs to reveal to the world, to the universe, the glory of God. We take the lowest place, and in doing so, we are exalted. We understand the pattern. Take the low seat, and he calls out. Our job is to be food, food for him, food for others. Our life is given just as his life was given. Father, I ask that you would seal this message in your way, that you would bring us to a point of readiness to take in the big-ass Showbread. Lord, that we would recognize what communion is and that we would open up our lives and yield and let you come in and demonstrate and show that which only you can show. It's in the precious name we pray.
0: Again, that website is www.ellerslie.com. For Ellerslie Mission Society, this is Ben Zorns, cheering you on as Christ cultivates His set-apart life within you.